0: You're listening to another life transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. You know, the Bible says when we gather together that He is right here with us in the midst. And if He's in the midst, His presence is here. And then in His presence is the fullness of joy. And in His presence, no sickness or no disease. Can live or thrive, right? So you know, I've had somebody say I'm reckless. I'm putting people's lives at danger. You know, and and life life is all about you know assessing risk and reward, right? I mean, everything in life. You get in your car, you drive down the highway, you're taking a risk, right? There's always you know risk and reward. And I understand you know what's going on, but let, let me read you a couple statistics about 2020 in California. To date, I mean, the years still have a month and some change to go. Uh, California calls to this, their suicide hotline uh, have more than doubled uh, this year from 2019. Wow. Substance abuse has almost doubled. Uh, The mental health leaders of our state described the the mental health issues coming in as a tsunami of issues. Their words, tsunami of issues that they cannot contain, they cannot keep up with. Uh, Anxiety rates have doubled. Depression has quadrupled, and that's, that's like people that have came in and they've, you know, given prescriptions for anxiety, for, for depression. Uh, young people from the ages of 18 to 24, uh, they did a huge survey. 25% of them said, I've thought about killing myself in the last 30 days. God knows how many businesses have, are not going to make it through, how many have already went out of business, how many marriages are struggling uh, because of this. So don't tell me I'm being reckless. God's church is the answer to this world. Now, now, of course, you know, we, we, we use wisdom. If you're not feeling well, stay at home. If you're comfortable wearing a mat, wear a mat, whatever, you know, whatever it is. But, but that stuff should never trump God's word. You know, I actually, I don't, I don't know if you guys have Psalm 91, if you could throw it up quick, but this is one, you know, I've been speaking and declaring, I encourage you, I'm just going to read you two verses, but I encourage you, look at this chapter And speak this over your life. Speak this over your family, over your sphere of influence, the people that you are coming in contact with. But it says not to dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. And then seven, go on to seven, please. Though a thousand may fall at your side, though 10,000 could be dying around you, that's not the case obviously here, but these evils will not touch you. You know, but Jeff, you know, that's, that's, you know, words written in a book, you know, that was written, you know, how many, how many years ago? Well, you know, God's even, God is either supernatural or he's not. If God couldn't supersede our natural, if God couldn't uh, heal disease, if God couldn't you know miraculously do things, you know, why are we here? You know, why do why would we need Him, right? But but these this book, the the Bible, is filled with thousands of promises for our life, as we're going to talk about today, and this is just an example of one of them. So I want to encourage you because over the past six months, I've literally felt shamed by people by You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be going. And I wanted to set you free in that area because, again, uh, man, we are the ones that are supposed to bring life, right? You know, we prayed for people in the earlier two services. I felt the anointing uh, for healing. There were prophetic words. There was so many good reports that are already coming, and none of that would have happened, you know, if, if we shut the doors. So anyways, not my message, <laughs> but uh, just wanted to get, uh, get some thoughts off, off of that. pain since I got and nerve was pinched. I mean even You still feeling it right now? No, 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 that's what I'm Praise God. Praise God. Hmm. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So obviously it is, it is chaotic times, right? It's interesting times. And, I, and I, I think it's not a coincidence that, you know, in the midst of this, we're coming upon the season of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right? You know, in the midst of all this chaos and all this uncertainty, Thanksgiving's coming, right? And, and the Bible says that we should enter his gates with, right? And his courts with praise. I love the way Pastor Jurgen says it. He says that God lives in a gated community. And the access code is thankfulness. Man, when, when we keep ourselves in a position of thankfulness, and it, it hasn't it been difficult these past few months to focus on the good and be positive and be thankful. And for me, it has, you know, just because I, I see so many things different, you know, going on, so many people being hurt, and, and it's frustrating. But gratitude and thanksgiving is a force. It is a force, you know, within us. I remember even when when I got saved. I got saved in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, um, in the U.S. Navy, and the gentleman that led me to Christ. You know, he was, you know, the, he was just so. Thankful and grateful for like the littlest things. You know, everybody else was or seemed like everybody else on the ship was miserable, but he'd be just like, you know, man, praise God, just you know, another day to live, to work, you know, to serve my country, and you know, I'm just so grateful to have a wife at home taking care of my kids, and he the littlest things, and it used to, it used to annoy the heck out of me, <laughs> because. I was miserable. You know, I wasn't happy. And miserable people want to pull down happy people so they don't feel like something's, you know, something's going on with me, right? Um, But, you know, I remember, but his life of thankfulness and his life of thanksgiving, is so impacted me. It so stood out to me to literally one day, actually February 20th, 1999, I pulled him aside and I said, Sheldon, what do you have and how do I get it? And he led me in a simple prayer of salvation. Some of you are going to pray that for the first time today as well. And I just entered the kingdom of God. I entered a relationship with my creator. And it was amazing. And just uh, all this chaos that used to be going on inside of me. uh, I just felt this peace. And, you know, I started learning how to be thankful and, and grateful and all of that. So giving praise and thanksgiving to God for what he's done for us for what he's given us, and even the challenges that we're facing right now is very important. when When you focus on that again, it becomes a force. But not just thanking God, it's important that we express thanksgiving to the people in our world, to the people in our lives as well. You know, if he's given you a spouse, if he's given you children, if he's given you good friends or extended family member, you know, part of, you know, having those relationships is being a good steward of those relationships. And we're a good steward of them by expressing the thanksgiving, expressing, you know, what they mean to us. And the thing is. Whatever we focus on in life will increase. And when we express emotion, uh, emotion increases. You know, have you ever seen somebody like they're on the verge of crying? They're not crying, but they're about to. You come over, you put your arm around them, and it's like, wah, right? Because you get them talking about what's in their head. And now now the, the feeling around what's in their head intensifies because of that. So this wasn't this. This is not my point, but I'm going to go down a rabbit trail for a minute. I remember being in high school and I always used to get in trouble in high school. I went through some tough times as a teenager and I went to this Catholic high school to play basketball. I was a good basketball player once upon a time. And um, but the, the 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 school was run by Franciscan monks like the the. They call them brothers, you know, black robes and the robe around their waist. And they were they were cool, you know, vice, not all of them, vice principal, you know, but this vice principal, brother, Gerald Francis, I would be in his office at least once a week for doing something stupid. And, you know, and he would he would correct me or whatever. But he always would say, Jeff, you need to talk to God. You know, and I would always just ignore him. I wouldn't even acknowledge it. I said, you know, okay, thank you and, and leave. And I remember one day, I, you know, I, I really screwed up. And uh, I end up in his office and, you know, he's talking to me. And he's like, well, you know, we're going to have to expel you for this amount of time and all this. But, you know, he's like, when you go home today, I want you to talk to God. And I remember standing up and cussing him out. <laughs> saying God's not real. You know, just that, all this anger inside of me, just like poured out on this poor guy and um you know and then as I'm calming down as I'm finishing you know I'm I'm, I'm thinking man I just cussed out a monk (laughs) and and you know and when I finish you know he just gets this big smile on his face and he says man it's about time Jeff and um And I'm like, I was like, what are you talking about? He's just like, man, I've just seen you carrying that anger and carrying that frustration. And he's just like, that stuff will eat you alive. He's like this, you know, you need to do more, you know, more of that. But I, I just make that point because... All that ugly stuff going on in, inside of us sometimes, God wants us wants that brought to him. You know, when, when, when we express it and we put it into his presence, God, I, I just don't wonder, I'm so lonely, or whatever it is, you know, God can begin now to work in our hearts. He can be, begin to bring healing uh, in those areas. So Thanksgiving is a force in consistently thanking God. Um, one of my mentors early on said, Jeff, just every day write down seven things you're grateful for you know, start your day like that. It just kind of sets, you know, the temperature of the day, your mind uh, in in, in a certain direction, but also be proactive about giving thanks to people in your world. So I like to, if you know me, I don't like to just talk about stuff. I like to take action and do stuff. So I I want you right now, I want you just to close your eyes and I want you to picture the, the first person that comes to your mind that you know is starving for your love. Like it is just so long overdue. That you should just say, I love, maybe you've never told them you love them. You know, maybe it's somebody you, you had a falling out with and you just need to, man, I, I know we had our issues, but you know, I, I just want you to know, I love you and I, and I appreciate you. And I'm just grateful to have you in my life. Ra- raise your hand if you're picturing a person in your mind. Well, oh, that's most of you. That's great. Now pull out your cell phones. I'm serious. Pull it out, And I, I want you to shoot a text to that person right now. One of the few times you, you it's okay to use your phone in church. But you have permission right now. Don't scroll. Don't go on social media. Text, go, text to that person. Man, I just want you to know I love you. I'm thinking about you. I appreciate you. However you want to say Whatever your words are. We had some people do this in the earlier service and uh, been receiving some texts about just a relationship and sisters that I haven't spoken in, in forever and now healing's coming into that area. But whatever we appreciate appreciates. Whatever we focus on and give thanks to, our feelings in that area intensifies and it grows. So anyways, just to kind of wrap that little section there is give thanks to God for what he's done. For what he's doing, even for the challenges, the, 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 the uh, tough stuff. But also give thanks to people in your world. But what I really want to focus on and talk about today is taking that to the next level. About, really, and the title of my message is simply giving thanks in advance. We talked about how to thank God for what he's done. But how do we thank him for what he's going to do, for the things that we're believing for, for the promises, right, that that haven't happened in our life yet, right? So that's what I want to focus on. And I didn't give this scripture to the AV team, so I'll just read it to you. It's in Psalm 67. But it says, as they gave thanks and praise, then the Lord brought the increase. As they brought thanks and praise, then God brought the increase. Many times in life, we're, we're, we're waiting, you know, we, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it type of thing, you know, when, when this happens, then I'll do that, right? When I have an abundance of money, then I'll give, right? When I, when I, when I hit this benchmark, you know, then I'll do that. But if you look all throughout the Bible, Thanksgiving always precedes miracles. Thanksgiving always precedes God's goodness and his love being released. It always precedes his power being released, you know, you look at Jesus. I, I think of two that come to mind. Uh, he was teaching all day. He had about 5,000. Uh, the Bible just says men following him. Some people say it could have been up to fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 people with uh, men, women, and children. And he looks at Philip, and he says, Philip, how, you know, what are we going to do, bro? How are we going to feed all these people? And Philip's like, I don't know. We, you know, we don't have enough money. You couldn't, couldn't buy you know, to feed all this. And then Peter comes along. We know the story. Two lo- a couple loaves. Uh, five loaves, two fishes of bread, two fishes of bread, five loaves. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, and what does Jesus do first? He gives thanks. He gives thanks and he blesses and then he breaks and then he distributes and 5,000 plus women and children are fed that day. You think of uh, the time when his buddy Lazarus died. Uh, He was traveling. He was away. And they sent for him to come. And by the time he got there, Lazarus had been dead four days in the grave. Four days. You know, and we know the stories. Jesus speaks to him. Lazarus, come forth, and he rises. But what does he do before that? If you read it, it says, God, he says, Father, I thank you that you hear me. I thank you, God, that you always hear me. And right now, God, I do to say this for my own benefit. I say it for the people that were listening to him. So he gives thanksgiving, and then he says, Lazarus, come forth, and he rises. He had to call him by name, or else every dead person in that area would have just rose. But power always, I mean, thanksgiving always precedes the power so let's talk about this. And I just have two simple points when it comes to um, giving thanks in advance. And point number one is moving from anxiety to anticipation, moving from begging God to declaring what he's going to do. Now, I, I think of when I had an issue with my blood eight years ago. I remember, you know, kind of begging God, God, please don't let this be something serious. God, oh my God, God, it could be, can't. don't don't let me have can't, all, you know, all of this stuff. I wouldn't sleep at night. I was all, you know, nerd, all of this stuff. And then just a month ago, you know, I told you the story, but I had people in the church pray with me. And I just said, man, I'm not repeating that. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak healing. I'm going to thank him for it. That's why I said, what was your name? What is it? Linda? Brenda. That's why I said, Brenda, we just prayed in faith for whatever you're dealing with. You don't need to ask God to be healed anymore. You just need to begin to thank him uh, for that result. Thank him for the manifestation um, of the prayer. So, you know, it moves us from this state of anxiety to begging, because a lot of times we pray, but it's really just anxious prayers, you know? We're worried, and we're just kind of like dumping that worry on God, you know, like like he doesn't know about it. But when we come and just declare, we speak boldly in faith, what he already said, and now we're just agreeing with it, we move from that that state, like I said, of anxiety to anticipation. Anticipation. Now, the important thing to understand is that, you know, why, why do speaking words and why does giving thanks verbally, why does it impact us like this? And the, the, the reason is we're created in the image of our Father God. And you read the first book of the Bible, it says, God spoke, let there be light, and light came. God spoke, let the waters, you know, separate from the, the waters in the heavens and the waters on the earth, and bam, it came into line, right? He didn't beg, any for any of that to happen, Jesus didn't beg Lazarus to come out of the tomb. So we are in His image; we are in His likeness. And if we're looking to bring His will into our life, if we're looking to live the life that Jesus promised us—the life of abundance—because uh, that's what He says. The enemy, the enemy, has come to kill, steal, and destroy us. Everything going on in our world. But Jesus says, I came to bring you life and to bring it more abundantly. So that happens by speaking and declaring his words. We actually have the way God created all this. He's a genius is he's given us control of our future. Really? If you think about it, many people are afraid of the future because they associate uncertainty. Uh, there's all these things that could happen, right? Uh, I'm not in control, um, of the outcome. You know, it's kind of like, like, it's like stimulus and response. If you, if you look at, uh, and I'm not going to go into that, but the the whole, the whole, the whole world kind of works through stimulus and and response for every action, there's an equal and opposite, uh, reaction, right? If I brought somebody up and extended my hand, they would shake my hand. The outcome was a handshake, but who could Controlled the outcome. I did because I extended my hand. Now, we control our future because we control the seed that we sow or the words that come out of our mouth. So, the control that we have over the future is the seed that we sow today. So, if words are seeds and words create, like the Bible says, then it would be also be true to say that any words we speak today are going to determine where we are tomorrow. So So, how are we using our words? You know, we we all have we all have phrases. I want you to think we'll we'll, we'll take one thing off the sheet here is I want you to think of one thing you say to yourself that you know you shouldn't. One thing, you know, maybe it's you know, one one thing I always say my my wife hates is, you know, it is what it is, babe. You know, and I, and that's not right. It, it isn't what it is. It's what God says it is. It's what I declare it to be, you know, all of that, you know? So, but I, I want you to think of something that you say about yourself or to yourself that you shouldn't, maybe it's, you know, I can't do this or I'll never do that. Or, you know, this won't happen for me. I'll, I'll never meet that person that God has for me. Um, you know, I'll never be able to buy a home in San Diego or well, whatever it is. Do you guys have something? You guys, who, who, who's thinking of something right now? Yeah? Would one of you mind sharing? <laughs> Come on, what is it? Say it again, say it again. I will overcome my addictions and prepare the life for me and my son that I deserve. Amen, amen. So, so what you say to your, so what you say to yourself is you doubt that sometimes, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and then you flip that to exactly what she just said. That man, I will overcome my addictions. Yeah. You know, God did not create me to be, you know, governed by anything but Him or controlled by anything but Him, right? He created you. Even I don't, I don't know the circumstances of your birth. I don't know if your parents planned you or didn't plan you, but God did. And when you're in your mother's womb, man, he knit you together. He designed you. He created you to do something on this earth that no one else can do. And he's laid everything out for you. And you say, your son, your son, what's his name? Micaiah? Stretch your hands, sorry. We're going to pray for Micaiah. Father, how old is he? Six. Father, we just pray for Micaiah, Lord. God, we thank you for this mighty man of God in the making. God, I pray, Father God, that, God, that he would grow up feeling your love, God, feeling your presence, and I pray, Father, for any any addiction, Father God, any spirit that runs in the family line is broken in the name of Jesus, that it would not pass down to her son, but he's going to look up to his mother as, a, as his hero overcomer, the ones who does the impossible, Lord. I just pray your blessing upon this family, and I stand in agreement, Lord, and we break any addiction, we break any spirit behind the addiction, Lord God, and we just declare freedom into our life in the name of Jesus. She will fulfill her purpose, her son will fulfill his purpose, and no weapon formed against them will prosper in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, so you you know, you just feel that, right? Like, you you feel the difference, like, when you're talking one way, you know, versus uh, talking the other. So, am I over time already? Wow. All right. Point two, really quick. Point two, really quick, is living fully convinced. Uh, If you guys could pull up Romans 4 for me, Romans 4 uh, verse 20 says this. He's this talk about Abraham. Abraham and his wife had a promise to give birth to a child, but they were way too old to have kids. So it says that no unbelief made him waver. Concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory. Some translations say as he gave thanks, as he gave praise. So he grew strong as he gave glory to God. And then it goes on to say that he became fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. What would life look like if we lived in a way where we knew God was gonna come through. We were fully convinced of the outcome, no matter what the circumstance look right now. But uh, notice that like Abraham didn't wake up like this. There's a lifestyle behind it. He gave thanks. He gave praise. He spent time with God. And as we do that, as we commit to growing and just walking with God, spending time with Him, talking with Him, getting His Word, reading His Bible, getting it in your heart, it's hard to speak His promises over our life if we don't know what they are. We want to get in the Word, right? We want to spend time in in church. My favorite day of the week is Tuesday morning, 530 in the foyer. Men's prayer, baby. Men's prayer. And we kick it off for the first 20 minutes, sharing God stories. And every week it's, you know, healing. You know, the, I mean, uh, You know, this is a sickness, and God answered, and I'm healed. I was lacking in this area. Now I have abundance, right? I I, I got laid off, but God opened a better door. And it just builds your faith when you're around people that are experiencing God's favor. You know, but some of his promises, you'll speak, and you'll ask God for something, and he'll answer immediately. He'll deliver immediately. Some could take longer. And and, and I'll close with this story, but uh, I, I heard this story years ago, and it really just... To me, it just stuck. And it's a simple story about a Chinese bamboo tree. Who thought you'd be learning about Chinese bamboo? Oh, Japanese bamboo tree, I'm sorry. But the Japanese bamboo tree, when you plant the seed in the soil, you water that seed, you nourish the soil, and that bamboo tree takes five years to break through the ground. Nothing for five years. And then after breaking the ground in the next five weeks, it could grow up to 90 feet tall. Now, did that bamboo tree go 90 feet tall in five weeks or five years? The answer is obvious, right? Because at any moment during the first five years, if we stopped watering the seed, that it would have died. It would have died. You know, and I I, I could picture, you know, I've never had a Chinese Japanese bamboo tree, but I can picture, you know, kind of planting one in my front yard or whatever. And, you know, I got this dirt and I'm watering it. And my neighbor walks by and says, hey, Jeff, what are you doing? I'm, uh, you know, watering my my bamboo tree. I'm, I'm thanking God in advance for my bamboo tree. I'm thanking Him in advance for the, the woman or the man that He's gonna bring into my life. I'm thanking Him in advance for the healing that's coming my way. I'm thanking Him in advance for my business picking up, right? You know, and I, I can imagine that, that neighbor, same neighbor maybe walking by a year later or two years later, hey Jeff, what are you doing? Watering my bamboo tree. Thanking God in advance for my bamboo tree. You know, and and seeing that person, what's wrong with this guy, right? You know, (laughs) I don't know what's going on in his head. But that's how God's promises work. When I got saved, I was 21 years old. And I was in a relationship that I ended. And I committed to God uh, not to have sex until he gave me my wife on my wedding day. And when I got married, was I 27 when I got married? Six years you know, six years. And it was three years before I met Claudia of speaking every day and six years with no sex. I still don't know how I did it. I mean, now I'm married now. I can't last six days, but somehow I did six years, but that's God's grace. Right. But every day, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not my dad, my dad was like, what's wrong with you? Like, what are you, what are you gay? What's wrong with you? You know? And and I'm like, no, dad, just God's going to, he's going to show me the wife at the right time, right? Just speaking to the bamboo tree, thanking him. Thanking him in advance for his promises. It may look crazy to people around you, but who cares? It's your life, right? God has created you for greatness. He's created you for a purpose to do something not only you can do, Let's go get it, let's go after it. Ooh. I know we're over time, but if you just bear with me for five more minutes, I, uh, I want to pray for one category of people, and then I want to open it up to anyone that received Jesus in their heart, if you want to. But uh, the, the word that God gave me at the beginning of the week, you know, God, what should I be praying for? You know, what's going on in people's lives? God, I'm going to speak to incredible people on Sunday. You know, and, and, the, and the word that, that I kept hearing was hopelessness. And, and I feel through this season that many of us have been robbed of hope. And the Bible says that hope deferred actually makes your heart sick. You know, and really, I, when I read those stats earlier about anxiety and depression and all of that, I mean, really, those things happen when hope dissipates. And and I just feel that God wants to restore hope uh, in many of your lives this morning. So I'm going to ask you with every every head bowed and eye closed. You know, if you feel hopeless in any area of your life, no matter if it's a major area or a small area, let's fix it. Let's agree in prayer today. I would just ask you to raise your hand so I know who we're praying for. Thank you, thank you. Wow, so many of us. So many of us, if, if you're, again, if you're sitting there, somebody with their, with their hand raised, just reach over, put your hand on them gently, but let's speak into that. Father, we thank you for your children. God, and we declare hope in their lives, Father. I pray that you restore hope in the name of Jesus. We speak to any anxiety, uh, to any depression, Lord God, any thoughts of suicide, and we just command the spirit of death, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of depression to get off their lives, Lord. God, I just pray right now that something would shift on the inside of them, God. I thank you that something would rise up on the inside of them, Lord. Circumstances may not change today, Lord, but the way they see them would be different, Father. They would would begin to see things through your lens, your lens of optimism, God, your lens of hope, your lens of nothing is impossible. Father, we just thank you for them, Lord God, and we just declare from this day forward, Lord. They will not be the same, Father. They will not be the same in Jesus' name. Now, when you pray a prayer like that, I believe God instantly responds. But now it's our job to follow up with speaking and thanking. When you feel those thoughts of depression trying to come back, anxiety come back. You know, one of my, one of my scriptures I've quoted more than probably any other is, do not be anxious about anything but everything through prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, submit your request to God. And then in return, he'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. So that's uh, uh, Philippians 4, 6, I believe. So look that up. And when you feel those thoughts coming back, speak that over your life. Listen for the words that come out of your mouth that just, oh man, I'm so depressed. Oh, I'm so this, I'm so that. It's okay to think that but we get ourselves in trouble when we speak that. So speak the opposite. So I'm gonna close now and, and again, you know, h- how do we speak life? H- how do we implement any of the stuff that I talked about today? It all starts with a relationship with our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. When you ask Jesus into your heart, a couple things happen. The Bible says we receive his spirit, his Holy Spirit that carries the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It also says we're assigned angels. Do you guys know that? We're assigned angels to our life. And then it says that those angels listen to the words coming out of our mouth and they wait to hear commands. They wait to hear God's word to go to work in our lives. Every, it's time that we put our angels to work. You know, a lot, of the, a lot of their jobs sometimes is just keeping us, protecting us. But man, they wanna fight. They want a war on our behalf. They want to open up doors that only God can open up for us. We can speak and we can command angels. It's amazing. Another promise. But again, with all eyes closed, and again, if you've never established a relationship with Jesus, I would be so honored to pray a prayer with you. It's a simple prayer. that just simply invites him into your heart. Uh, if that's you and you want to start that relationship with him today, just slip up your hand man. I love it. Yes. So proud of you. So proud of you. I love it. I love it. Is there anybody else? I feel like some of you are fighting it. You're hearing, you know, your, your mother, your grandmother's been praying for you for years and you know, for whatever reason, you know, you just I just invite you to take a, take a step, take a leap of faith today. Life with Jesus. Isn't always easy, but there's no other life than having you having him inside of you, fighting for you, fighting with you, and seeing him develop things in you that you never knew were there. See him cultivate the purpose and the, you know, the, the things he's called you to do on this earth. So is there anybody else? Just slip up your hand. And then also, if there's anybody that you've been away from God, you've been distant from God, you, you've invited him in your heart. You've established a relationship, but you've been really following from a distance, I would say, and just being more controlled by fear uh, than faith. You made some mistakes, and the devil got in, and he just tries to make make you feel guilt and shame in those areas, like you don't deserve uh, to be close to him. I want to pray for you as well. If that's you, just ask you to lift your hand. Yes, sir. Yes. Awesome. I'm so proud of you. You too. Excellent. Yes, sir. I see you. I see you. Amen. If all of us could stand on our feet, and for those of you that raised your hand, we're just going to pray the same prayer that my my friend Sheldon prayed for me and asked me to repeat, you know, years ago. So I would just invite you to repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for me, and you rose from the dead. Right now, Lord, I invite you into my heart be my Lord, to be my Savior. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me into your will for my life. I thank you from this day forward. I am yours. I'm your child, and you love me. Heaven's my home, and you're my Father. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awaken Church, go to awakenchurch.com.